Hello and welcome to another episode of Film Freaks with a Z, the podcast all about movies. Each episode is about a single movie, which we'll get to this episode's movie in a little bit. But first, it's time for the fan vote. You all know it. You all love it. And don't forget that the vote will be only happening in the Discord, the Ferret Nation Discord. So make sure you click the link below to join to vote. Or, um, yeah, there's no other way to vote. That's it. (laughs) Uh, The (laughs) movies you can choose from are Fight Club, suggested by Callus. Hourglass Sanatorium, which was recommended by David Lopan. Triple X, which was recommended by Player Two. And Starship Troopers, which was uh, suggested by Iovio Gaming, a.k.a. The Pickle Man, a.k.a. MIA for three years now. Um, <laughs> let's go ahead and get started by introducing ourselves before we talk about the movie. I am Yemi the Ferret, and I'm here with... Brady Waffles. Hey, Mation. Ray Positivity. How are we doing today, folks? I hope everyone had a great New Year's. Oh, uh, well, yeah. sure did. I, uh, my prediction last episode was wrong, guys. I'm sorry I didn't win the jackpot yet. Uh, you won the uh, jackpot of our I'm... hearts, though. Oh, thanks. That's true. But, I mean, it has only been seven days, so, you know, give it time. <laughs> give it time. Plus, I probably have to <laughs> enter a jack, like a jackpot thing or something i don't know how it works yeah something something buy a ticket something something have a 0.1 percent chance of yeah. winning yeah and i have to drive out of state for that even though i live in nevada <laughs> the home Dumb. of gambling yeah well the casinos didn't want um to be competing against the lottery so it's not allowed here wow yep I mean, it's fine. The, you know, casinos pay for all the stuff the lottery would, so whatever. It all equals out. Yeah. (laughs) So, uh, you know what's stranger than the fiction that that you've made in your head about winning the lottery? The Uh, movie that we're talking today. (laughs) This movie is definitely stranger than fiction. That's the title. Um... It stars Will Ferrell, Maggie Gyllenhaal, Dustin Hoffman, Queen Lativa, and Emma Thompson. An IRS auditor, Harold Crick, suddenly finds his, his mundane Chicago life to be the subject of narration only the, that he can hear. Narration that begins to affect his entire existence, from his work to his love life to his death. Um, and I want to start off with... I mean, it's a minor thing, but I really enjoy this. Um, what do you guys think of, like, at the very be- towards the beginning, especially, you see it a lot, uh, like, the visual representation of every- him counting everything? Loved it. I, I really, really enjoyed this movie. It was Good. great line work. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> For sure. The one shot um, I didn't like was the shot from inside his mouth. <laughs> Yep, I was about yeah. to say that exact thing. I was like, "Wow, if this is That's how this funny. is starting out, I'm, I'm nervous." The only th- every time I see that, I just think, "How? What? Did, like, I guess you know, tiny cameras exist, but it's just like it's it's for the time period that high def of a, with a tiny mouth camera is pretty good. Yeah, it's also gross, but." 
Yeah. Very gross, but very uh, interesting shot, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, the, but, all yeah. the little like lines and stuff. I mean, even it, it continues on throughout the entire movie, really. Where it does. Like, but the, if you notice, it it does get less and less as he starts count as he stops counting things in his head. Right. Yeah. So, it is the visual representation of him counting things, and I uh, like when he eventually meets the the professor, and the he, the professor immediately can tell, "Oh, you're counting stuff." And he's like, "No, I'm not." And then you see a representation of him like counting, like how much soap is in the soap dispensers, and yep. Um, as he brushes his teeth, or how many times he goes yeah. in circles. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know. I just have always really liked that little aspect of the movie. Um, just seeing that representation. I think it's done really well. And I'm always just like, damn, that would take like I could probably do that in After Effects, but it would take me a while. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, they really I, got I really the lineup pretty well, too, with the environment yeah. that he's going through. Yeah. CG gets a. Wait, is that CG? I guess it is CG. CG it's gets technically, a 5 yeah. out of 5. Computer, yeah, computer animated graphics. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, no, I, I've i always... I don't know if you just heard that car drive by, but... Um, nope. Yeah, I've always I've always enjoyed that. I mean, I, like, I really like this movie. Um, uh, just, like, the premise of it. Like, I don't know, it's just it's fun that it's just a mundane guy and suddenly he's hearing voices and it turns out it's narration from a narrator writing a book about him. Yeah. Yeah. I also read, like, there are scenes uh, when he hears her, like, outside or whatever, he actually has an earpiece in. So to make mm -hmm. it look more practical and natural, which I thought was kind of cool. Yeah. Yeah, it's a it's a, it's a great concept, and they do mm -hmm. a, they do a fair amount with it. But there are segments of this movie that there is just no narration at all, which um, kind of bogged down the experience for me because it has that main gimmick like from the get go of um, the author writing the book, and then he starts hearing it, and that's like the main like drag into the movie where. It's a very fun opening, and he's yelling at no one. And you know, it, all of a sudden, it says like, "Oh, you're gonna." He, you know, he didn't know that this would be the first step to his death or demise or whatever. And like, that's really fun. Uh, but then, like, there's like 30 minute segments of this movie where there's just no narration at all, and he's just kind of doing whatever. And I really felt those parts of the movie start to drag. That's fair. That's yeah. fair. I thought it was a good yeah. representation of like her writer's block. Yeah. Um, well, that's which... how I picture it. Yeah, that's how I kind of was thinking about it was like every time he started to do something interesting, he, he like the writer's block would stop. But he was doing things that were like, you know, various plot moments, I guess you could say. And just there was no voice <laughs> over happening. So I guess my my idea of what was happening kind of broke down. But that being said, uh, I think there's several moments where they could have introduced the narrator again. Like, when he's making out with um, the baker lady, uh, Anna, or, like, something like that, would that would have added maybe a little bit more humor, maybe a little bit more comedy, maybe a bit more of a, a you know, so, some sort of reaction from him, because now he's he's doing the act of, of making love or something like that, and he's being his life is being narrated still. I think that they missed out on some key moments that should have had the narrator pop back in. I can see that, but also, like... That seems awkward enough. Well, the, <laughs> yeah. every interaction between Will Ferrell and 
Maggie Gyllenhaal is pretty awkward, but yeah, I just I wanted I, more from the idea of this narrator, and they're just I, I like it doesn't have to be every scene, like obviously, mm-hmm. but I just I wanted more of it t- because the mundane human stuff going on, like the day to day stuff, is not interesting enough to keep me engaged. That's yeah. fair. Yeah, and then he says at one point, you know, like it feels like he's not getting the whole story. So, like, he mm-hmm. doesn't hear the narration the whole time. And obviously, like, you see this random, like, very beginning and just kind of randomly throughout the movie, this kid getting the bike and this woman looking for a job. And obviously they're, like, in, uh, you know, a big part of her story, but he doesn't, you know, know any of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, I mean, there's def- there definitely could have been other parts where they could have thrown in the narrator and didn't. But yeah, because that first like that it... first time that he went to the bake the bakery and he was like auditing auditing her, like that whole like interaction where like the narrator's talking about him staring at her boobs and whatever and, and envisioning himself <laughs> doing whatever. That's great. I wanted yeah. more of that. <laughs> you know, I wanted more yeah. of those like moments where it's extra awkward because now that now there's someone actually saying what he's thinking or saying uh what the events happening on screen while he's doing them that's fair that would have been that would have been really funny too because he starts to trip up every time he hears her voice so that would have been even better right yeah and i think I, like, I agree. It definitely would have been, like, made things awkward and could have been funny, Also, unless you get kind of, like, grossed out by some people's awkwardness um, in movies. <laughs> or just, but... Yeah, but the whole movie's kind of awkward, you know? Like, why, it is. why not add that extra layer of having the narrator being there as more presently throughout these specific moments where it would have made the scene a bit more awkward or a bit more humorous to have her actually yeah. narrating over things. Well, and I think part of the reason that is, because, like, if you think about from, like, the book point of view, like, the author, you know, in their story, these two end up together. And her narrating it could have broken that, like, made it so that didn't happen, and then it doesn't go with the book. Like, unless he gets to the point where he can just fully ignore her and just you know make out <laughs> well yeah i think it would be funny to see him trying to ignore her in that moment yeah. um and, and, and yeah <laughs> which is fair what does greedy think we haven't heard from greedy yeah i thought like gemmy said um <clears throat> no like it, the premise is good and it just it just slows down, and I think um, the whole relationship was kind of forced and very awkward at times. And mm-hmm. yeah, for sure, <laughs> I don't know. And it just slowed down because they were focusing, you know, which is not a bad thing to focus, you know, on him and on him doing what he does. But like the relationship stuff just made it a little slow down in the middle of the movie. The movie felt yeah. like it was eight hours long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I will say, like, the start to their relationship isn't half bad. Um, mm-hmm. But the problem is is that about more than halfway through the movie when he shows up with the flower, um, all of a sudden she's madly in love with him. He's madly in love with her. <laughs> it's, it's just, it, it's, oh. it's, it's, it, it happened right after that moment where, you know, he, he denies that he wants to pay for the cookies or whatever. Yeah. Um, 
And I, yeah, I, no, I do, I, I do I feel definitely... like there could have, like, because the start is really good. Like, they're kind of having a back and forth. They're kind of, you know, they meet each other on the bus. There's a little bit of a back and forth there. But then they skip. They skip ahead. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> yeah. wait a second. Hold like, on here. I definitely, yeah, I definitely feel that. I feel like maybe, you know, they're just kind of hinting. I was like, well, yeah, he's been there a few times since then. But it doesn't, you don't see that or it doesn't, and it doesn't feel like it. And so, yeah, it is just kind of like, oh. Yeah, if, if okay. he has been there a couple <laughs> yeah. more times since we last saw them, they should have done a better job at representing that, yeah. like saying like, oh, hey, welcome back for the fifth time this week or something like that, you know, mm-hmm. something to just t- tell us that there's been more going on. But from my viewpoint, from looking at this movie, which has been chronological and, you know, been day to day, it seems yeah. like it's the third interaction that they've had by the time that he is counting the actual numbers. And then the fourth interaction is him saying, I want you. <laughs> <laughs> I think even like the cookie scene, if he would have gone a little bit more in depth with his childhood, like he, you know, he said like his mom never baked anything or like, and she sees that she feels something there. Like you can see like it kind of like she switches gears. And I feel like if they would have had an actual conversation while he was eating the cookie or um, kind of done some like background character development for him, to show that like they're actually gaining a relationship they're like you know like a, a friendship at that point at least yeah um yeah. i feel like they could have used that scene a little bit better and to do that that's one of those scenes where they could have had the narrator come in and fill in those gaps like yes after yeah. he yeah. says the line about oh my mother never made me cookies she could be like uh he said uh, you know, thinking back to the time when blah blah, blah like you know I think that would have been really interesting because instead of him, because he just internalizes it. But if she says it for him inside of his head, maybe he would have been more comfortable with saying it or it would have filled in the gaps for us. Maybe not for, you know, Maggie Gyllenhaal, but still it, it, it's a it's <laughs> yeah. a nice fill in for his background as a character. Yeah. yeah. Well, and it could even been something like, you know, oh, she, you know, now feels like. I don't know. If her the look was... in her eye was more yeah. more <laughs> compassionate than usual. Yeah, something like that would have been would have been nice because yeah, their their relationship. Well, I think it does get it's kind of cute there at the end, but it it the whole time it's just like this this is a little forced. Yeah, but what happens when um, she reads the book? <laughs> he won't let her read the book. <laughs> the uh, sequel. <laughs> I was reading this like top selling book, Death and Taxes, and there's two characters <laughs> who have the same names as us and the same relationship. <laughs> Well, maybe in the final release version, she changed the names, <laughs> knowing, like, these, I can't say these aren't based on real people. <laughs> yeah, that's the other thing, too. That kind of, like, what if she just, post-writing it down, just changes everything? Like, does everything change in the universe? Or is everything that's already passed, come to pass, just, just happen? Yeah, I think it doesn't, because she, she said she was going to change the book. Um, and I, I, I've always felt this way. They don't ever, like, but I feel like it's a magic typewriter. So she just has to write it on a different way, like typewriter, computer, or something. <laughs> yeah. yeah she's uh, old like I said, I don't know. Yeah, I was like, I don't know. They've ne- I don't know if that's ever been confirmed or anything, but that's just always kind of like what I got, is it felt like it was the typewriter that was, like, magical. Well, I mean, they got a magic that- watch. Might as well have a magic typewriter. Oh, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Well, and that's the thing is, like, and you see her when she's typing, you know, the second she finishes the sentence, like the phone rang, the phone rang again. It rang a third time, and then she hits period and it rings again. You know, she's like, like that's when I'm like, okay, it's the typewriter that does it. 
Really but she technically that. wrote his death scene. Yeah, just earlier legal paper, or whatever. Just, yeah. So. Weird. So yeah, she could just turn like she could she could write like a happy ending on the page, but then just be like, oh, here's my written notes for the actual ending. Like here's the actual ending, uh, <laughs> and she can just scribble out all the stuff from before. Yeah, I saved him, and then once he lived, I wrote on a different typewriter because I realized <laughs> my typewriter was magic. <laughs> the different, the the same, the the right ending, the tr the actual tragedy. Um. Yeah, no, he's dead. He's dead. He's dead. <laughs> no, uh, turns out yet yet killed. He got hit by another bus. <laughs> he was the he was in the hospital <laughs> in his bed, and all of a sudden a bus ran through the wall yeah. <laughs> on the fifth floor. <laughs> on the fifth floor, it's the craziest thing ever. When well, he was finally like... being released from the hospital, was yeah. mending his broken bones. Yeah. Oh man, bus just like it hit another car and just skyrocketed right through the yeah. fifth. It hit, it hit oh, a random twist. ramp. It was, a little boy that hit him. Oh. And... Oh, gosh. Yeah, the little boy came in to thank him for saving him, and he ran into him so hard that he fell out the window, then got hit by a bus on the way down. <laughs> well, that's an ending. Yeah. I liked the ending they gave us, though. I did, too. Yeah, yeah, it was. I thought the scientist or the therapist guy was going to be the one to take over for the death. Or is he? No, he wasn't. No, he... I thought I thought that's how it was gonna end. So it was it was nice not predicting the ending. But I mean, yeah. the author didn't know about the uh, the. He's not a science. He's not he's he's not a therapist. He was just a um, like an English teacher. Oh yeah, he's or, a or literature some, literature yeah. expert or something like that. She yeah. didn't even know about him until like the very end. Well, she knew right. of him because he wrote her letters and stuff. Um, but yeah, she didn't know he was involved until Harold. Mentioned it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I, um, kind of cool having some foreshadowing in there too, because he was yeah. eating an apple in the, in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That's how it finally came to her. She saw an apple roll across the street and went, gotta die while he's doing his apple thing in the morning. <laughs> Yeah, I Can do. we just talk about all the drool that would have come out of his mouth if he did that every single morning, like had the apple <laughs> in his mouth like that? <laughs> just covered in drool by the time he gets to work. Now he's actually really good at. Um, well, he got he had his. No, I don't want to mention that because the, there's a person in the news that that happened to recently. Um, all right. <laughs> okay. I can tell you guys later. I'm not going to. Okay. It's fine. Um, but yeah, no, he just, you know, he he just, as he's biting the apple, goes and just oh. sucks all the spit back. <laughs> yeah, we need a nice oh, camera angle from inside his mouth when he's doing that, too. Oh, <laughs> God. I'm surprised they didn't do that, honestly. Yeah, they, point, like... they only had the budget for the one shot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that camera was really expensive. <laughs> he ended up swallowing it. Uh... Yeah. Whoops. It was it was a month before they got it back. Oh god. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, I, I like how um, I like how the watch got set to the wrong time, and that's kind of what causes the yeah. events of the ending. I like that, but mm -hmm. the actual ending of the movie where he doesn't die. 
is uh, just a little bit too predictable, in my opinion. Yeah. Obviously, uh, it, it turns from a tragedy into a comedy, and we kind of you kind of feel that before it all it all happens. And yeah. um, you kind of figured that after, especially after her uh, lying on the table talking about how like how many people have I killed? You kind of figured like yeah, she's a, she's gonna change the book, you know. If she's yeah. not, yeah, no, I think they did a real good job. Like, yeah, you know that she's gonna not go through with it, but I think they did a real good job of justifying it. Just the like the trauma or torment, you know, she was going through of I killed all these, you know, if this magic typewriter has done this before, I've killed all these people. And, you know, her justification at the end was like, well, if somebody, you know, if somebody doesn't know they're going to die and dies, that's tragedy. But if someone knows they're going to die and still chooses to die, you know, that's somebody <laughs> we want to keep around. That's fate. Yeah. yeah I just, I just well, like yeah. how the literature guy was like, you have to die. This book is too yeah. good. <laughs> it's yeah. like, we are... Like, I don't care about your life. Die. We are looking at Will Ferrell here, a human being, and you're, and you're, the book is so good. The ending is so good that she wrote that he needs to die for this, for this book. Yeah. <laughs> your I life mean, means is, something, but her fame is more. And so, is uh, the ending well, of the like, book no, really that good? Like the, like, I, I mean, his justification, like, He's definitely wrong in this situation, but his justification, you know, is like, you know, it's a modern class. you're going to die eventually, but you might as well go out because, you know, we don't know yet that he goes out with going out dying a hero. It's like, you sh this is like the, the best way to die has meaning why you die. It's a good way to die. And then he's also just like, also, it, it gets this book published and I've got a crush on the author and I want to I want a boner. <laughs> <laughs> That's what he was thinking. It's Dustin Hoffman. Of course he was. <laughs> That's fair. Because oh, I believe man. he got caught up in the Me Too moment. Or the Me Too hashtag thing. If I remember right. I don't I don't know. Um either. I'm not hundred percent sure, but I think I thought I remember hearing that someone came out and said, like, yeah, Dustin Hoffman sexually harassed me, too. It's like, then there was a few others. And I was like, mm, yeah, that tracks. Uh, um, but yeah, no, he definitely cared more about the literature. Not It's like, oh, this is a good, you know, this is an honorable way to die. It was just, this book is too important to her career. <laughs> see yeah. where his priorities are. Yeah, his priorities were definitely, this book has to be released. Yeah, I mean, it's a good twist that the watch wasn't set right, and that's what caused them to get to the bus stop early and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. But is it really that good? Like, is that really a career-defining ending for <laughs> for for a book? Like, I want to I read her other stories and see, like, what else was lower than this, because then that's just, like, basic fourth-grade writing then at that point. And she kills off, like, everyone in every book so it's yeah. like is it this how is the first is it yeah this is the first twist ending where everyone will be like oh he's gonna die he's gonna die he's gonna die how's he gonna die oh he didn't die huh yeah what? but even then the way that he does die getting hit by a bus and saving a kid because the like it's not really even that creative of a ending to the well book. i think i think the point was he went out saving somebody and no one else in her book everyone else in her other books probably just died that's fair. And so this was the one where it's like, ah, oh, this death had meaning. It's, it was to save a kid. 
Yeah. All the other deaths were just irrelevant and just they had to die because she writes tragedies. That is but, yeah. no. sad. One of my I, I think that one of my favorite lines from any movie now is the uh the one he says after leaving the bakery and uh, after eating the cookies and he, he looks at his book and he's like my life is a tragedy like you're not going <laughs> to understand what this yeah. this just sounds like gibberish to you but my i think that's one of my favorite lines in any movie ever honestly because it's it's um it's it's a very it's very well present like he does a very good job of presenting it and, and saying it and it's just in the moment it works so well because we all understand what he's saying but she's probably doesn't understand it all but it also has plenty of other uses as well <laughs> my life is a tragedy <laughs> this might sound like gibberish to you but my life's a tragedy um i think this movie had a lot of really good lines um it's, i liked the line at the end about the not killing a dude who wants who said he'd die or whatever. I said it before. Yeah, you said it already. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't need to quote it verbatim anymore. Um, but I like that line a lot too. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, but like I said, there's a lot of I think memorable moments. Like I've seen this movie quite a few times, and still watching it today, I was just like, yeah, I still like this movie. Good movie. Yeah, I liked it, but um, I'm kind of on the okay spectrum instead of like loving yep, or something like that. Yeah, that's perfectly fair. Like, I know it's not a perfect movie, but it's just, I don't know, it's probably a little bit of nostalgia, but also just a little bit of just, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. It's a good movie. Good, good movie. Um, I know you you said you were going you might have a problem because it had Will Ferrell. How how badly did Will Ferrell ruin the movie for you? Yeah, I mean, I don't I don't think that he did an amazing job. He was just kind of did a passable job in my opinion. Um and that could just be personal bias because I yeah, kind of hate most of the other movies that he's in and he's like a main character. Um but no, I agree. I mean, that's good that he's passable. Like the, the old... yeah, I would say like this is this is definitely my favorite performance of his. And there's like, I it's it's funny. A lot of comedians or co comedian actors, I don't like. Like Adam Sandler is one of them. Where it's like I don't really like his comedic movies, <laughs> but when he does a serious yeah. movie like Uncut Gems for Adam Sandler, or even a Punch Drunk Love. Or in this case, Will Ferrell being in—I uh, guess he was kind of a comedy character in Barbie, but still, he—he he didn't ruin that movie. I think he fit the bill on that one. And, and this movie too, it's a more of a serious role. It's not yeah. like a super funny movie. Like there's are humorous moments, but it's not like a f comedy yeah, per it's, se. It's a—it's um, more of a drama for sure. I just—I—I—I I, I liked him to being the more straight character, the more serious character, and um, yeah, it's just—it's unfortunate that his entire uh, rest of his repertoire is just. Comedy after comedy after comedy after comedy, and I just don't like him as a comedic character, especially when he's teaming up with his uh, his best friend in the whole wide world, uh, John C. Riley. Uh, after I watched that, actually, I didn't watch the whole thing. I I tapped out of uh, Holmes and Watson or whatever it's called oh. uh, about halfway through. Well, thought, yeah, no, I I, I, I was all of America. Anyone who went and saw disgusted that movie, by that halfway through, <laughs> I was at, like. It kind of it kind of wrapped up everything in a bow as to why I don't like his acting and comedic style and that it, and 
And I, I like when Step Brothers first came out, and everyone was like, "Oh my god, this movie is so hilarious!" I love. I went to go watch it, and this was before I like genuinely didn't like him acting, like because I I was fine with Elf and and that uh, and you know his his parts in other movies like Zoolander and stuff. But yeah. when I saw Step Brothers, I was like, "Hmm, I think I hate Will Ferrell." <laughs> Not personally, but I think I hate seeing him in yeah. movies. See, I, I've never seen Step Brothers, and I heard that it's just the Man Child the movie. Yeah. When I hear the Watson Holmes one, if I remember right, was just like they didn't want to do it, but there was a contract, so they just made it as bad as possible, supposedly. But uh, yeah, like every review, I like basically it was just like this is the awful, and I didn't make it through. Yeah, yeah, I lost, I lost faith in humanity after that one. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> I never. But this movie. That. Oh, no, so, it, like I said, it did yeah, just don't. So it, it's just continue, continue living your life without even remembering <laughs> that we mentioned it, because <laughs> it is that I bad. I can do that. I can do that. Yeah. No, I'm not a huge Will Ferrell fan either. Like when he's like a bit part, or just like you know, like in Zoolander or um, Barbie Lego Movie. I guess yeah, those, well, Lego like, Movie. He's like the big evil guy, but he does a good job in that. You know, I think he does a great job. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Like it's either he's got to either be a, an evil person, a bit play, like a bit part in the movie, or serious man to make him it, fine. Um, the only movie I can think where he's the main character that I like, uh, and mostly it's because of the supporting cast, not necessarily him, is Anchorman. Hmm. Mm. Yeah. Like it's not a great movie. I know that, but it's and part of that I think is just it deals with um, some. Friends from like, I guess high school. Yeah, well, that's funny that too because everyone was raving about Anchorman, and I went to go watch Anchorman a, a couple years after it came out on DVD, and I was like, I don't know what the hype's all about. <laughs> like, yeah. And the interesting thing is, I liked I liked Talladega Nights when that came out, hmm. but wow, everything like there's so many other things that I just don't like Will Smith in, and and after rewatching sure. Talladega Nights, I'm sorry, Ray, I don't like the movie anymore. <laughs> um, I just, I yeah, I just, I usually stay away from anything that is like Will Smith. I'm sorry. Well, yeah, Will Smith too, but <laughs> well, Will Ferrell <laughs> as, as the main character, I usually stay away from. Yeah, I, I don't yeah. want to be slapped, like, but, slapped by Will Smith, so I try and steer clear of that. <laughs> yeah. No, and like I said, I'm in the same boat. Um, for the most part, so I think. I like- really stupid comedy so I, I i like him and it makes it hard to watch stuff like this like for me personally because i feel like what he's saying is just sarcasm even when it's not so well yeah. I, I now i get what you're saying i remember uh seeing i don't know if you guys are familiar with the tv show scrubs um but there was a character in that show who's just crazy wacky and then i saw him in i think it was indiana jones and the crystal skull and he was supposed to be like the straight man and i just could not help but laugh <laughs> like every line he said even though it wasn't funny just just the way he talks i'm just like dude i can't take you seriously <laughs> this is all a joke like, i get it like i love him but he i he does not he can't do serious anymore because of scrubs yeah i kind of feel the That's same fair. way about like owen wilson like anytime yeah. he's playing like oh a serious gosh. character, all I think of is like, um, freaking Lightning McQueen or his kid. yeah, <laughs> like any other role that he's done. Like, <laughs> yes, I don't even I know if he really. I mean, I guess Marley and Me was a serious role for him. Never yeah. seen that movie. I don't Never want saw to it either. Yeah, yeah. I, I can't take him serious in Loki. 
<laughs> That's true. Yeah, but he's not a serious character in Loki. He's he's still got that comedic side he, to he's, him. He's he's just being Owen Wilson in, from a Wes Anderson movie. Yeah, Loki. <laughs> exactly. Owen Wilson there. has like three three different roles he plays. Of uh, Wes fair. Anderson, <laughs> Owen Wilson, um, a movie that he's in with Ben Stiller, Owen Wilson, and then yeah. the Marley and Me, Owen Wilson. <laughs> Which I don't know if that's any different because I haven't seen it. But. <laughs> he was in. It was. Uh, have you guys seen Drillbit Taylor? Yeah, I know of it. I don't know if I saw it though. Yeah, he's in it too. He stars yeah. in it. Just yeah, I knew he was. It. Is that supposed to be a serious movie? I thought it was a comedy. It is a comedy, and like that's oh, why okay. I can't take him seriously either. <laughs> like, oh. Okay. Like, yeah. 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 I was like, I think I've seen clips of stuff, and I was like, I thought it was a comedy. It's. It's it's an okay movie. It, that's basically Ben, Ben Owen Wilson with Ben Stiller <laughs> comedy. Yeah. Even if yeah. Ben Stiller's not in it, he probably produced it. Right. <laughs> He's there in spirit. Yeah. Hmm. Anyways, I guess we should go back to the, you know, the movie we're we're <laughs> supposed to be talking about. <laughs> Classic us. What did you all think of uh, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character in general? You know, when I was younger, I'm like, she's just too crazy and radical. And now as an adult, it's like, no, she's not crazy and radical enough. (laughs) I like her. I've always really liked her. Um, Yeah, no, I, I liked her too. I thought this character was like almost too much like too i don't know it's like i wish she would have given characterization a of the yeah. like anarchist um where it's like yeah she didn't have like her own like she kind of had her own personality but yeah she was kind of dry like she's like oh yeah like stick it to the man but like mm-hmm. I guess <laughs> like, I don't know. It was just, it was kind of, I feel like she could have been a little bit more dramatic or, you know, um, fleshed out a bit more. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think she could have done a little more, but as an actress, I like her. Yeah. Yeah. I, th- I think she did a good job in the movie. Um, but yeah, it's like one of those things where it's like, ah, we, we don't maybe see her enough. Cause like she does yeah. have a character yeah. change throughout, but it's like, why exactly is her character changing this drastically or, or whatever? Uh, Change real so quick. So soon, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the, the pacing of this movie was, was not good, and the character development was a bit shoddy, but <laughs> I still really enjoyed it. I still really thought it was yeah. a good movie. No, I, like I said, it's still one of my favorite movies. Um, it is, yeah, it has its flaws, but... You know, and especially nowadays when you just get so many movies with basically the same plot. Yeah. <laughs> if it's not a remake. Yeah, if it's not a remake, uh, you know, it's a superhero movie with a very similar plot, which, you know, I still like those movies. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But but something like this, just it was unique. You know, even for its time, it felt unique. It still feels unique. I think it's got a pretty good message overall. I guess I don't know. 
I don't know if we're <laughs> we're like wrapping up here or if we have more to say or well, I mean does anyone else have any points they want to bring up or uh, um, no yes <laughs> I like I like you know we kind of we kind of talked about it but I actually I like the fact that it's the watch that ended up preventing him from dying yeah me too yeah. I, I thought that was that was clever it was a nice touch yeah, I guess I I just didn't really get like why the the watch was acting up during the movie, like showing all the symbols and stuff like that at times. It was a magic yeah. watch. Yeah, I mean, we went over this. Well, like why why <laughs> like there were sometimes it just seemed to be a little bit random. Like there weren't even any other main characters in the area, but it was like, well, and the watch is trying to get him into the plot or whatever. It's like, well, but there's no one around who's in the main cast. Like what what's the watch trying to do? Oh, well, the watch tried to warn him about the bull, like the, like it wasn't a bulldozer, but the wrecking crew thing yeah the wrecking crew tried to warn him about that because you know he didn't care for those nature shows and was looking out the window uh you missed that part of the narration it's in the it's in the dvd commentary though mm. um actually i should watch this movie with the dvd commentary see if there was like some narration that they just went mm, this goes a little too much so we'll take it out i wonder now but yeah um, and then, yeah, when she ran by across the street, that's when it, I mean, that's when it died. It was just like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Was there another time it went on the fritz? Went all haywire? Yeah. Um, there was a time when, like, the, uh, well, I guess it was the baker was walking by. Yeah. And, and the watch was, like, trying to get him to look at her or something like that, which I guess yeah. ended up working because he got on the bus with her or whatever, or she got on the same buses. I don't know. It was... That was later. <laughs> No, because that, that's when the watch died, because he didn't notice her, and he's like, come on. And then he had a little heart attack and died, and then they had to re revive him with a little wine. Um, I just want to say, this plot could not happen nowadays, um, with cell phones being, you know, linked to the, the world clock. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you, you could still have a digital watch. Oh, you could, but you wouldn't need to ask for the time. You pull out your phone and go, oh, this is the exact time. Well, that's when you write a character who's like, I'm not having a smartphone. Smartphones um, yeah, make you dumb. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I mean, you can do that. You're right. You could. That's not really po Well, But even if he didn't really have phone, if we asked for the time, other people would have looked at their cell phones <laughs> and gone, oh, this is the exact time. But he's in a group of businessmen, and they all kind of—they always wear those Rolex watches. So who's gonna mm. who's gonna reach into their pocket and grab their phone when they have their Rolex watch? They got a flash. Honest, most of them would be looking at their phone at that moment. They would probably be reading like the. New but York he would Times he would ask on the, the one guy in the corner who's reading a newspaper because he uh, thinks that fair. the uh, that that uh, social media <laughs> makes people too, uh, you know, brings people apart. And then he's over there in the corner reading a newspaper, which is also bringing. There's some <laughs> meta commentary in there as well. Yeah, I guess if that that's what they would have to do if it was made nowadays. <laughs> They should make a sequel, and it's, you know, um, Emma Thompson's uh, character is writing her next book. It's been... It's been? Uh, it's been almost <laughs> 20 years uh, since her last book, and she's finally going to do it again. But this time without the magic typewriter. But it turns out the power was in her all along. Well, it can't really be her. <laughs> she can write the story Emma about Thompson. herself. Yeah. She's not alive. Yeah, she is. Did she not die? I thought she died. 
Emma no. Thompson? No, she's still alive. Who am I thinking of? I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> I don't know. My world just got rocked because I was like, oh, man, it's a shame she's not alive anymore. Who am I thinking of? She's very much alive. Her oh, career wow, spanned well, four decades. Me. Yeah. Oh, she was made a dame by Queen Elizabeth II, mm. which I guess is like the... Well, that's dope. The opposite, or not the opposite, but like the yeah. the same that's as the being knighted. Knight. Yeah, it's the opposite gender well, being knighted. <laughs> yeah, there's so many Emma's Thompson movies you can go watch now. Oh. And not feel sad, yeah. <laughs> I feel yeah. really weird. Because <laughs> I watched Love Actually over the Christmas holiday, and I was like, man... Oh, I wish she was still alive. <laughs> yeah, I believe she's made movies since Love Actually. Well, Merry Christmas. She she's probably alive. has, and uh, here I am. Oh my goodness. Oh, there's some good news for you for today. Yeah, what a wild ride this episode's been, huh? My head hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Emma Thompson was dead and now back alive, and she's killing people with her magic book. And oh my gosh. Well, what is going on? Here's a question for y'all. We talked about Gyllenhaal, Maggie Gyllenhaal's character. What about uh, Queen Latifah's character? She, you know seemed, she seemed like a pretty useless character in the movie, all things considered. Yeah, yeah, but like, like I didn't like I didn't hate her character or anything. No, I, I mean, I didn't, really I didn't hate her, but I just felt like if she wasn't in the movie, I don't think anything would have changed. Because <laughs> yeah. I was expecting, like, Not when well. Will Ferrell went to the publisher studio, I, I was expecting her to walk in. Because she she was bringing like those final pages to the to the publisher or whatever, and she she would overhear him talking to her. Like I thought that that was that was gonna ha- be how they linked it. Instead, Will Ferrell goes into the IRS and tracks down yeah. the author. Which but makes like that makes more sense for him to like track her down using IRS. Right, but, but I, I think like that it would have given. I like your no. I like your idea much better. <laughs> Something to do. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. She's she should have been the one who brought them together. You're right. Yeah, because all she was just there, yeah, to just kind of be, I guess, the token black girl. Honestly, though, <laughs> just yeah. be like, we we we've, we've got Queen Latifah. She is oh, like a inclusive. very very small yeah. like, because um, at the beginning of the movie, she's like, I I've, I've never asked for extra time on, for any client, yeah. and mm-hmm. then she gets like a small thing at the end where it's like, hey, my my. Uh, Assistant's asking for more time. Yeah, my secretary is asking for more time. It's like okay. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, up to this point, Queen Latifah had like only done been in like a few mov- comedies. Like I don't even remember. I oh uh, yes, yeah, she was in Scary Movie Three and like Ooh. just random weird. So like, it was interesting to see her in like a more serious role at the time. Yeah. Oh. I think that's the more normal now. I don't know. I haven't seen a lot of Queen Latifah movies. Yeah, I don't think she's been in too much since, like... Well, I guess she... Oh, okay, I, she was apparently in Hustle from 2022, which was a Netflix exclusive starring Adam Sandler, which, Ooh, you know, it's, it's par for the course for Netflix movies. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He might as well just own Netflix now. Yeah, other than that, she's... I mean, the most movies she's been in is from the Ice Age series, because I think she plays... Like Manny's mm. daughter or something like that. Yeah, or no wife. Wife. She plays the wife. That's right. Oh. 
And she doesn't even show up in that, like, I think until the second or third movie. No, it's the second movie that Manny uh, meets her. Okay. Okay. I can't remember. I don't know. It's been forever since I've seen those movies. And I don't even know if I've seen all of the first one. All right. Episode 200. Every single Ice Age movie. Uh-huh. All right. <laughs> all, all five of them? Six? How, are there six now? <laughs> I think there's, like, five. Like, there's... I think there's three or four main ones but then there's like a few spin-off ones yeah there's there's six so there's ice age ice age two the meltdown ice age three eight dawn of the dinosaurs ice age collision course which i think is one of those side movies you were talking about and then ice age and the ice age adventures of buck wild i guess which is another spin-off Yeah, that's a spinoff. But yeah, there's also well, Continental like Drift, right? Yeah, that's SH4. Yeah. Okay. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Because I, mean, I saw Dawn of the Dinosaurs and really liked it. Simon Pegg was in it. He plays Buck Wild or whatever. And they gave him his own movie. Yeah, he did. Disney good. did. Because Disney now owns. Uh, of course. What, what's, what's the studio yeah. called? Blue, Blue something? Blue Sky. Blue Sky. Which is pretty yeah. crazy because they have been like competitors <laughs> since yeah. before that Fox acquisition, I guess. Yeah, it's it's crazy that uh, here's here's a tangent. It's crazy that Disney can own so many freaking studios that were once competitors with them. Uh, yep. Seems like someone should have stepped in for the monopoly case, mm. but eh. you would think. But eh. our 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 you know people in charge don't care about things like that when they could be. Oh. A bunch of other horrible things. But Xbox buying Activision, they'll they'll stall that for as long as they possibly can. <laughs> but Disney buying Fox, they're like, mm-hmm, that's fine. Go It'll ahead, okay. go ahead, Mickey Mouse. Oh, oh, Warner Brothers wants <laughs> to buy Discovery. Sure, sure, whatever. <laughs> Next thing you know, like, uh, we've the... got three studios that make movies right now. That's sad. Like, yeah. Well, they're they're still recovering from that Into the Wild movie back in the day when they went up against Madagascar with their own Madagascar type movie and oh yeah, yeah. they've just they've never felt adequate ever since <laughs> yeah there's there's a movie that not many people remember <laughs> vaguely remember it yeah i don't know if i've heard of it i'm like learning so much during this <laughs> podcast <laughs> that's what the, that's what we're here for oh you know i think it was just, i think it was stuff. just called the wild cuz it, it yeah so with the like the koala and the so yeah, Madagascar has a giraffe, a hippo, a lion, and a zebra, and the wild has a giraffe, lion, koala, and a crocodile. Yeah, it was yeah, <laughs> it was it was a movie that came out. Yeah, and that one, I th- if I remember right, because like uh, Madagascar, you know, it's a bunch of like zoo-owned animals go- returning to the wild, while the wild is like these animals escaping into the city. I don't know if they're zoo animals too, but I believe they are zoo animals. Yeah. Interesting. But I mean, it, yeah, this this is the type of thing you know when. Oh wait, I'm wrong. DreamWorks. It's came about out a with lion ants. accidentally shipped to the New York Zoo from, uh, shipped from the New York Zoo to Africa. So it is it is pretty much the same oh, plot because yeah, the Madagascar that's... characters also accidentally get shipped to Africa instead of like the I... preserve they were going to or whatever. Yeah, I guess. I mean, that's not surprising. Like I said, Bugs Life ants came out this like uh, six months apart. Yeah. That's a little bit different though, because when DreamWorks split off from Pixar, they knew that they were working on a a movie about ants or whatever. 
So that that's kind of how that happened. The Wild seems to just kind of be like, yeah, we both had a similar idea. And of course, the Wild came out after Madagascar, like a year after. But they could have still been working on it for quite some time before then. Oh, so for sure. It's, I mean, it just seems to be one of those strange coincidences. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, it's, it's also possible that when the Madagascar came out and was so huge, they kind of shifted maybe from something to to the plot of this yeah. movie. I don't know. Well, I think there's a lot of other movies. You know, they're they're all like you know within several blocks of each other and work with the same actors. I'm sure ideas are going back and forth, and hell, you have screenwriters probably you know going to these studios with a script and they're like, no, we're not going to buy that. And then once they leave, they're like, Hey, we should make one similar to this, but different <laughs> enough that we don't have to pay that guy. Uh, yeah. And then, you know, they, then he goes to Disney and same thing happens. I figured out who I was thinking about, by the way, who Natasha Richardson, she passed away in 2009. She was, um, married to Liam Neeson, which is why I was thinking, because he's also in love, actually. I was like, oh my gosh, his actual yeah. wife is in here, too. And I was wrong. I was dead wrong. I don't, yeah, I was like, I don't know who that is. <sighs> uh, she played the the mom in The Parent Trap. The or original Lindsay or the, the Lindsay Lohan one? Uh, the Lindsay Lohan one. Yeah. Ah. Vaguely yeah. remember that movie, too. She was also in Made in Manhattan. And what was her name again? Also. Natasha Richardson. I'm going to just look her up real quick for my own curiosity. Yeah, she passed away. Yeah, I remembered that she had like a skiing accident. And yep. head injury after away. a skiing accident in Quebec. Yep, yep that's her. Yeah. Oh, so. But yeah, that's I who I thought it was. Yeah, so I actually don't recognize her at all. Wow. Yeah. Well, there you go. The more yeah. you know, I suppose. I guess, yeah. <laughs> This episode's just been full of tangents. <laughs> it has. Oh man. Well, I guess I'll, I guess I'll ask for the last time. Like, uh, does anyone have anything to bring up about Stranger Than Fiction before we move on to our final thoughts and review or rating? I think I'm good. I think I'm, I'm good. Um, all right. All right, Tay, take us away. Sorry. Okay, so. Uh, stranger than fiction as i said this is still it's just it's one of my favorite movies um you know it's, i think it's a fun cast i think they work well together for the most part um yeah their pacings can be a little weird at times and they miss some opportunities to put in some narrator to, to maybe even help with some character growth which would have been nice or character just characterization i guess i don't know um but overall, like I said, I still enjoy it. I think it's got a really good message. I think it's just fun, unique story. Um, I like the visual effects. Like I said, they, you know, pepper throughout it where he, anytime he's counting something in his head. Um, I think, yeah, just overall, it's just, it's a fun movie. It's a good movie. Go see it if you haven't. Um, I know we spoiled it for you, but that's okay. Um, overall, I'll give it a 4.5 out of 5. Um, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I thought it was a fantastic movie. Um, spacing was a little weird. Character development, a little weird. Uh, but overall, I would watch it again. Um, Good. So, oh, yeah. 
yeah, I'm gonna give it a four out of five. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm I'm more so on like the uh, I think this movie's kind of av- mid <laughs> average. Um, I, I I didn't like a lot of the character development. I thought that it really slowed down too much at times. I was hoping for more narration at more key moments in the plot. Uh, so I, I I landed on a three out of five. Yeah, I thought I li- really liked the premise of the story and the message, and um, but I just thought it was dull around the corners, you know, just you know, that slow down in the middle of the movie a lot, um, a lot of questionable things also as well. Um, I I don't I just I'm also gonna do a three out of five. Yeah, we forgot to really dive into the "I want you" line. Oh yeah, that, yeah. That's that's one of the reasons. That, that is one of the reasons why uh, I didn't like the the relationship. Because yeah, I want you is just such a weird line. Like it would ra- I would rather have like had him say like I like I I like you or something other than I yeah. want you. Because that just that's very creepy. <laughs> yeah, for sure, definitely is. Um, and every time I watch this, I think I just kind of forget about that until he says and it's just like oh uh yeah there's that right <laughs> they did that um yeah i really wish it'd been something yeah along the lines of i like you or i think i'm falling something. in love with you yeah anything <laughs> would have been better than i just then i want you and then just, that yeah it comes off creepy it's like yeah, okay it just, it comes you off want as me like, for what yeah yeah it just it's, it's more of like a sexual thing than just like a yeah. cute romantic thing you know yeah, and I get it. He's you know socially inept. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's the line he was practicing in his so. head over and over again, though. So. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is also kind of weird. Yeah, what are you gonna do? Part of me wondered if he had like a touch of Asperger's or something, especially with like um, how smart he was and how particular he Probably. was. It's possible. Yeah, yeah. yeah. maybe unintentional. Yeah, I mean, 2006. When did Community come out? Well, I mean, either like even if he is like uh, has Asperger's or he's some sort of autistic character, it's definitely better in this movie than some modern movies. Yeah, Uh, like there was that um, Predator movie that came out where the the kid was like he was autistic, but he was like. I don't know. It's just a weird representation for, for a character like that. And this movie, I I could totally like. Yeah, you bring that up. Like, yeah, I totally could see him having Asperger's or something like that. Like, that, yeah. it's a very natural thing because it doesn't like it doesn't push it into your face and be like, hey, he has Asperger's. Like, no, it's like, hey, it's a character, and he's he could possibly have a mental disorder. I don't know. Yeah. And as crazy as it sounds, he can you know do a normal job and have you know a normal life. Mm-hmm. It's wild. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Well, thank you for bringing so, that up. That's a good point. Yeah, it is. Also, I don't think they called Asperger's anymore. Oh, really? After that yeah. South Park episode, they probably wanted to change it. No. Um, <laughs> that was a joke, by the way. I apologize. Oh, okay. I, was, I don't joke. know what you're talking. I mean, it's South Park, so I figured probably. <laughs> uh, it was just an episode where they they Cartman was making burgers and he put the burgers into his ass cheeks. And uh, it was Asperger's. Oh my gosh! 
Yeah. No. I've my my wife like deals with all that stuff, and I've I've heard her talking about it to like some of her classes. Um, I don't remember exactly what it was though. Hmm. But yeah, don't think they use that term anymore. Interesting. Well, that's I, I will look that up because I yeah. did not know that. And it might it I'm might have been because so much. the scientist. Again, I'm not 100 percent sure, but I think it might have been the scientist. Um, you know, his last name was Asperger, so that's why it was named after him. Might have oh. actually been testing on people kind of unethically, and so that's kind of why oh, they Lord. got away from it. Of course. So, like, not yeah, they nothing... just they just call it yeah. autism now. I mean, yeah. Asperger's just a um, type of autism, yeah. just on a different like spectrum. Right, level. that's yeah. fair because I mean it and is so a, a spectrum. So. Yeah, so now they just put it all on the autism spectrum. It's just a different part of the, you know, but yeah. It's it kind of like, you know, dementia versus versus autism. Or aut- yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> I was like, those, well, those are, okay. <laughs> I was like, dementia and, Alt- and Alzheimer's, yes. Dementia yes. and <laughs> autism, two way different things. Yes. That's what I meant to say. But that yeah. makes sense. That makes sense. Well, so, yeah. Like I said. It's not my expertise. I just overhear my wife when she's teaching her online classes. Huh. So. Well, there we go. Well, hey, Ray, you have a movie that yeah. I recommend for the next episode. Let's see what I it is. I sure do. Yay. Okay, so this one I'm actually really excited about. It's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's the movie. Oh, no. <laughs> Last oh, time no. you said that, I was like, last time you said that, you ended up not liking the movie anymore. Okay, but I have seen this movie, <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I saw this movie, like, last year. So, I, I this one still holds up. The other one, you, I hadn't but you, seen. I mean, you saw, what was Tay, the, um... let, let her talk. <laughs> sorry, I'm sorry, go ahead. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> so, this movie is Her, um, and... The whole like premise is it's the near future and a lonely writer develops an unlikely relationship with an operating system designed to meet his every need. Uh, director oh, is Spike Jones, uh, starring Joaquin Phoenix, Scarlett Johansson, Rooney Mara, Olivia Wilde, Chris Pratt, um, Kristen Wiig, uh, who else? Amy Adams and Portia Doubleday. This this cast is incredible. This movie amazing um it had it won one oscar it had 83 other types of award winning um plaques all that good stuff and was nominated for 186 this movie i love it a lot so i'm excited this has been on my list for quite some time so i'm glad i'm glad to finally get around to watching it awesome it is available on hbo max oh good good. also amazon if you don't have that Right. Yes. Cool, cool. Perfect. Yeah, no, I've heard I've heard about this one and had um people try to go, you should watch it. Well not for the have. podcast, just just to be like, you should watch it. Well now you <laughs> have to watch it. <laughs> now I have to. Now you're forced. Yeah. It's so, it's great. If you the listener don't want to be spoiled or if you want to join the conversation for her from twenty thirteen, make sure you watch that before the next episode airs in two weeks. And, of course, if you are wanting to, you can join the fan vote, as we already stated at the beginning of the episode. We got four four new movies to vote on, including Fight Club, Hourglass Sanatorium, Triple X, starring Vin Diesel, not the porno, and Starship <laughs> Troopers. 
Um, so if you want to vote on any of those movies, make sure you join the Discord, link down below, and go to the Film Freak section, and there should be a poll waiting for you the weekend that this episode airs, which will, you know, it's every other week, so you got some time um, if you listen to this on, like, a Saturday. But if you listen to it on Monday, the following Monday after it comes out, you already missed it. Sorry. Get your, get your shit together, together, people. Yeah, come on. Why wait until the last second? Do it now. While you're listening to this, right now, go over to the Discord. Yeah. Okay, folks, it's time for the final segment. Does anyone have any small recommendations for this episode? Um. While you guys think, I'm going to rec- I'm going to say, if you can, um, watch the musical Wonka, starring uh, what's her what's his name. Um, I've heard great things. It was a lot of fun. I I actually went into this hearing a lot of negative things about it. Timothy Charlemagne. But I actually really ended up liking it. And as like a prequel to Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, not Charlie and the Chocolate Factory, which is abysmal. It does the job pretty well. Um, And I like the music. I think there's like maybe one song that I didn't vibe with, but everything was really well done. Some of the CG was a little iffy here and there, which is why I ended up on a four out of five for it. But uh, it's actually a really fun, really well done movie. So give it a chance if if you have it in a theater near you. Awesome. I think I'm going to check it out this week, actually, because... People won't shut up about it around <laughs> me, so. <laughs> I, my siblings see. have been talking about it. I don't know if I'll see it, but. Well, I had a lot of fun, so. That's good. Nice. And if you like um, Willy I'll... Wonka and the Chocolate Factory, there's plenty of references. <laughs> it's a nostalgia <laughs> movie, after all. But it's a, like, yeah. it's, a, it's a good, it's like a competent good one. It's not like, it's not so nostalgic that it's like beating your head in with like references. Yeah. yeah. I think you recommended last time Godzilla minus one, right? Yes, actually, Greedy and I recommended it. Yes, yeah, because I finally got to see that, and yeah, I just will add my recommendation on top of yours. Nice. Um, yeah. Would you give it a rating? I'm five. Um, I don't know. I didn't. I don't usually rate my movies with numbers unless it's for this. Um, but I did really enjoy it. Um, I thought it was a, it was just done really well. So, nice. well, that's good. I'll, I'll give it a well done out of five. Video game Lake. Oh, the one where you're Alan like a mail carrier. Yeah, uh-huh. I am having a blast. It's so Which chill. One? It's called Lake. Oh, I thought you said Wake. I was like Alan Wake. <laughs> no. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's really chill. You get to like, it's like one of those ones where you kind of decide the story as it goes along. Mm, Um, and it's, it's fantastic. I suck at driving a mail truck. I have learned (laughs) that, but, uh, the scenery is really great. Um, the graphics are very indie and hilarious on occasion. So, um, yeah, give it a try. It's great. It's on the PlayStation plus or whatever it's called. Nice. Uh, I I will also recommend um, if we're going games. Uh, I've been playing a lot of Core Keeper lately, um, which is it's just a fun, chill-ish game. It's kind of like it's a lot like Stardew Valley Terraria, but also uh-huh. like RPG elements, and you're fighting bosses and digging and building bases and mining and crafting, and you can fish and basically 
everything. <laughs> and it's still in early access, so it's still technically under development. Um, but yeah, it's, it's a fun game. And I would definitely say check it out. I'm still suffering through Elden Ring. <laughs> so is, is that a small recommendation? or? I guess. All right, if you want to suffer too, Elden Ring. Yeah. <laughs> All right, well, thank you to the listener for listening to this episode of Film Freaks with a Z. Like Thanks. I said before, it's a every two weeks kind of kind of uh, podcast, bi-weekly as they call it. And make sure you vote on the movie for the episode after t uh, Ray's recommendation. Um, choose our fate, essentially. Just like Lake. <laughs> or so I hear. Um, is there anything else you all want to say before we end the show? Be nice to people. Don't do illegal drugs. Nice. Yeah. Or do. As long as you're nice to people, what, what do we care? As long as you do it safely, I guess. Yeah. The, the, and, uh, uh, a bad icebreaker is, I want you. So don't do that. <laughs> yeah, don't, yes. don't, don't ever say that to somebody you fancy please <laughs> unless uh, you're like already know each other really well or on really good terms or if you like watch you just watch the movie and you jokingly say it yeah, yeah. or you know if you're Those... together yeah i want you <laughs> anyway uh i uh i am yummy the ferret and i've been here with Brady waffles tamation ray positivity and this has been another episode of film freaks with a z Thank you for listening. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye. Bye.